Before we get into today's episode, we have a special announcement for you. We are doing a live show, you guys. It's on Thursday, August 12th at Dixon Place in New York City. Big tings, big tings. So uh, this is part of Dixon Place's Hot Festival, where they celebrate LGBTQ creators and artists, content, up and coming, works in progress. It's a really great festival. Necessary Outlet was able to curate several nights of this festival, but we want to make sure you are absolutely there on Thursday, August 12th in New York City at Dixon Place. We are also sponsored by Satisfier, who is giving us some um, goodies to give away to the audience. We are going to play some games. We are going to have a special guest. I'm not going to tell you who that is, though, because either I want to keep it a secret or I haven't quite figured it out yet and I'm feeling a lot of pressure. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, right now you can get tickets. The link is in our bio on Instagram. At Dying Alone Podcast on Instagram. First live show. Join us. Very special event. And we'll see you there. This episode of Dying Alone Together is brought to you exclusively by Satisfier. I have a hard enough time finding one person in dating this long term, let alone two, and yet on the dating apps, I see so many. Uh, my primary is looking for a secondary, and I'm looking for a tertiary, and my tertiary <laughs> is looking for a, 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 a losing numbers. It sounds like a weather forecast. It does. It sounds... <laughs> Welcome back, everybody. It is another week, and so we have another episode of Dying Alone Together. I am Jack Tracy. I am JJ Bozeman. And I thought we'd start the top of the show talking about our experiences with polyamory. Uh, I have never been in a polyamorous relationship. I've certainly um, been a guest star with couples in terms of a sexual right. kind yeah. of thing, but mm-hmm. I've never, I've never been dated. Mm-hmm. By a couple, but the opportunity has presented itself to me a couple times. Yeah. And I think I might be interested. Yeah. What about you? I have also, I could repeat and echo most of what you've said, I think. I've been um, with couples. I have, uh, I've also, I've had friends who have observed do polyamorous kind of um, um, relationships. And, um, you know, growing up the way that I did, I didn't, that, that sounds so, it, it sounded crazy to me when I first heard it. Yes. And I've definitely come far from that. I think I, um, now I I kind of understand the practicality. Like whenever you started by saying it's hard enough to find one person, how do you imagine finding more than one person to be interested? I, I think there is a practicality where like having people, having one person fulfill all of like the responsibility, um, all of the boxes you need checked that is a lot of pressure, and maybe it's more sustainable to have more than one person kind of check different boxes. It's, I agree with you entirely. It, it, uh, you, no one is, no one can be everything yeah. to you. And I think, if I'm thinking about my own experience and like my parents and the relationships I experience, like I, I, I have as models, you know, code, like you absolutely, we, we, we've learned to talk about the problems of codependency yeah and the i think we're pretty good on like the importance of having like your own friends and your own this and like your your partner doesn't necessarily need to be your best friend okay they can be a it can be different like Hmm. they can provide other things like it's it's not 
some people want their partner to be their best friend and some people like need an actual best friend outside of their partner. Right. And I think we're, we've, we've come to a point where we've learned that you need, that your partner is not a substitute for all of your social needs Mm -hmm. and being able to draw those boundaries and, and set expectations on this is what I can get from my person. This is what I'm not going to get from my person. I think we're now starting more outside of sort of like the, the, polyamorous community but as i think we're getting more comfortable with the idea that that also applies to sex yeah yeah oh man already certainly like i don't think you know um i i you know it's i I never say never like i don't know what the future holds at all Mm -hmm. as far as anything goes i have been in situations where i was like yeah i can't imagine being monogamous again because i see the advantage of just kind of like not relying on one person to kind of like fulfill your sexual needs yes and then also being responsible for their sexual needs too. Like the, it's just, it is a lot of pressure sometimes. And, um, so I've, I've said before, like, I, I can't imagine, um, being monogamous or whatever. And then I'll meet somebody that, that thought crosses my mind and I'm yep. a little bit excited about it again. I'm like, well, yep, well, yep. I don't want to close a door on potential. That's another thing. Like when it comes to knowing what boxes you want your partner to check versus what boxes are appropriate for a friend or a sexual partner to check or whatever, I'm almost afraid of like clarifying my needs because I'm afraid of closing a door sort of like I like, like, uh, if I know, Oh, JJ, what's up? That's, that's like, um, that harkens back to other things we talked about, um, of, of your, um, um, your worry that a red flag of yours is sort of like, you know, having to, to really ask what it is that you having to interrogate <laughs> to, to what you want. Yeah. Like, like an indecisiveness in a way of like, it, it hurts my heart to think that you're like, you know, seriously, that, yeah. that you're like, you're like, well, this is what I think that I want, but I'm not hundred percent sure. So I can't tell you no, oh, because, man. because maybe it is what I want, yeah. you know, like oh. N- not being able to, that is definitely a learning curve that I think is common in the queer community of learning to trust yourself whenever yeah. you were told at a young age that who you think you are yes. is wrong. Yes. 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 And I, so, yeah. yeah, my, my ability to trust myself is something that I recognize could use work sometimes because I do second guess and I do kind of like think so hard before I kind of commit to anything because I'm afraid of consequences. I'm afraid of being wrong. Um, and, and it, it applies to literally every facet of my life, I think. Whereas I, I hate ambiguity and uh, uncertainty so much that I would rather take the risk of making a wrong decision and having to like mm-hmm. turn or you know reverse course, apologize, admit a wrong, and change. Yeah. Than to sit in worry and wonder. But yeah. Well, I I think I eventually get to that point because I'll think myself into feeling uh, more aware of like okay so the regret of not taking this risk mm-hmm. will be more than than the consequence of taking the risk and it not following through that's usually where i go because i do take risks i am like a person who thinks really right. hard and feels generally indecisive usually but um i you know i moved to new york i'm pursuing a creative yeah. career i'm dating i like the idea of falling in love like i right. like all these things that are super precarious and super out of my hands and chaotic and i still romanticize taking the leap because I mm-hmm. think not taking the leap sounds even worse. And I've just, I've been, I've, I can commit to that idea. And if we were, if either one of us were to take the leap into a polyamorous relationship, either joining someone else's pre-established, you know, hierarchy mm-hmm. or developing one with someone that we're dating. Yeah. Um, have you found 
So there's this, I was talking about this, I think, on set the other day with somebody. There's this weird, um, there's this weird thing where it's like, if you, if you're a straight guy and you've, and I certainly don't think this, but I think there's a, there's a common perception. If you're a straight guy and you've sucked one dick, you're gay. Oh, yeah. If you're a top. Right. And I say, oh, yeah, not to confirm that. No, but, to, but to just like, say I know what you're talking about. Yeah, right, yeah. right. If you're a top and you've been fucked in the butt once. You're now verse. You're verse. Right. Or if you're a verse bottom, mm-hmm. you're really just a bottom. Okay. Because bo- you, know, you bottom, you bottom. Yeah. You yeah, bottom yeah. once. Forever a bottom. Right. And there's a whole slew of other bottoms who will not take a verse bottom seriously as a top because yeah. you're not a real, not a real top. Oof, that's so exhausting. I bring that. So I'm, I'm laying, that's all groundwork. Yeah, yeah, what yeah. I'm laying that to say is I'm finding mm-hmm. if you put in your profile, as I have mm-hmm. on like Hinge or Tinder, that I am open to the possibility of polyamory. Yeah. There are a slew of guys who are like, I'm only interested in monogamy. Right. And I'm right. like, it's a red flag. It's a red flag. People. And I'm like, well, I'm interested in monogamy too. In fact, I've done it with three previous partners, five years each. I I can do monogamy. Right. I'm just saying I'm open to the possibility. And that being, announcing that you are open to the possibility of it Mm -hmm. is almost a red flag for people who are like, I only want monogamy. It's almost like this person saying that at some point they're going to want it and they're going to talk me into it. No, 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 no. It sort of, I wonder too, with like putting, uh, I mean, those are like completely normal thoughts. Yes. Uh, And it makes me think, too, about, like, whenever you're, you start getting to know someone and you put something super real out there early on and it freaks them out, it's, it's information that maybe they'd be better at handling after other things to get to know you first, sort of. Like, there's a... I wonder mm. if, if the strategy of delivering that kind of information... Um, you know, if that if there's if there's something to think about there. See, I have a very I have a different view on that, and it's probably from my age and what I'm looking for at this point. Mm-hmm. Is that I lay everything on yeah. the table yeah. within two dates. Oh, I'm letting you know what I'm interested in, what I'm not interested, in, what a deal breaker is, what I want, uh, um, um, what my sexual desires are, what mm-hmm. my libido is. Um, what my fantasies are like I'm laying everything out within the first couple of dates at least like a blueprint yeah and it's just like yeah is all this like is any of this is any of this shocking or horrible to you okay great I don't have time right like, let's not waste our time not waste let's not totally, waste totally 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 I feel that I also <laughs> going back to what we we're talking about me being afraid of like losing opportunity or closing doors or whatever mm-hmm. I don't I understand the idea of kind of uh, getting overwhelmed kind of early on and kind of be like, that's a lot. So let me kind of uh, yeah. get to know you a bit first. And so with that in mind, I kind of always, um, I try to temper myself and not kind of, you know what the problem is? Whenever I'm really attracted to someone, that's whenever I overshare because. Oh, for sure. We all we, do. We all get excited. Oh, of course. I have, you know. Couple, I have done that very recently. I, I Exactly. I feel that too. I have a person that I just, we're not going to talk about people that are. We're not going to talk about actually. people who are currently, no. But I've observed in myself, at least, that I mm-hmm. can't help but be totally honest with people yep. that I'm super attracted to. Yep. Same. And I, 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 if I, and if I take the absence of that mm-hmm. as like, we're not going to work out. Really? If I don't feel like I just, I want to text you and I want to call you and I want to, I want to message you. And I hold back from doing it to not appear like a crazy person. Right, right, right. But right. if I don't feel that level of sort of like butterfly or electricity in my stomach, this isn't. 
it's not going to work out. Yeah. Oh, okay. And also going back to the thing that, yeah, yeah. like, me being afraid of, like, clarifying, you know, interest in, in polyamory or whatever, and, like, it kind of, like, turning someone off or whatever. Mm. Um, I, I don't know. I kind of lost my thought on that a little bit. We were supposed to be talking about polyamory. Right, right, right. Um, we derailed. So, so I, the thing that I worry about, and, and I'm going to say just straight up, I've never been in a polyamorous relationship. I am interested in entertaining it if it were presented to me. Mm-hmm. And I'm not well versed. So, like, uh, feel free to comment, subscribe, you know, comment, uh, DM, whatever, if I, if I say anything that's wrong or problematic by accident. Um, but I, I, I worry for me. Yeah. Like, what happens when, like, two of you have an argument? Right. Like, it would do you, know, you each go to the third as like because like like to like the third person is like well this person's doing this yeah this doing that's this. interesting because I've always been a mediator yeah my whole life and so I would not want the responsibility of mediating yeah. partners um, and like like I worry about like the taking sides kind of thing and I also worry but I guess that's that's where it's like it's a it's a polyamorous relationship where everyone is sort of like of co-equal in yeah, the dynamic that's exactly cause, right because there's a lot of I, the ones that I see the most are. There's a primary partnership, right. and then they each have like a boyfriend or mm-hmm. something. That it's very clear that it's, like this is a secondary relationship. Yeah, which I don't know. I still don't know if I feel great about the vocabulary of it because having like a hierarchy or a ranking system is pretty close to like a power, like a power dynamic, I guess. And yeah, I mean, some people really like that. Yeah, some people it works, and some people you know it's important to clarify, I guess. And yeah. I don't think I could be in a polyamorous relationship where I am someone secondary and I don't have a primary of my own. Okay. Where my only relationship is as a secondary to someone else. Right. I think that would fuck with my self-esteem. Right. And I mean, I'm a, that's the other thing. This all sounds great in theory, but uh, because I've never done it, yeah. I don't know if I'd be capable of handling some of the jealousy that I think is yes. know, maybe inevitable of being a human being and, and wanting attention and sometimes seeing someone else get attention, you know? No, I will tell you, I have taken, I used to be extraordinarily jealous not in like a you can't do this and don't talk to this person I would never do that to anybody I'm with but I, like I would feel the feelings I yeah, would feel exactly. just like the fire and the whatever but I don't anymore I've had a radical shift in jealousy and it's I think it all just comes down to self-esteem and then also framing so I mm-hmm. like the concept of like well I'm not gonna let my person go do this because Maybe they'll 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 leave me if yeah. they meet somebody if they see someone. I do not want to be in a relationship where you are here uh, because I have you in captive duress, mm-hmm. right? I want a relationship where you can go out and do things and experience people in the world and people flirt with you and you still want to come back to me. Oh yeah. So if if you're tempted and you do something that's against our rule, whatever our rules are, yeah. Uh, I'd rather you went and did it so I know that and then I can like reassess whether this is something I want to do. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to like prevent the world from getting you, that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And and that that level of just like, there's nothing that I can do to control the other person's behavior other yeah. than be a good partner yeah. and be my best self yeah. to the best of my ability. Mm-hmm. That is the only thing I have control of and have power over. Yeah. And any decisions you make are your fucking problem. Yeah. And it says nothing about me. Absolutely. So I don't have very much jealousy anymore. Um, if, if, you know, someone's coming after something I like or something that's mine or, 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 you know what I mean? I don't, I'm right. not possessive, but like if any of that's happening, it's like, yeah, 
He's great. You should want this. Are you going to do anything about this? You're not supposed to. Oh, you're not. Great. Oh, you are? We need to negotiate whether this is a good relationship for me. But none of it, like, makes me feel bad about myself. Okay, cool. But that's new. That, well, it gives me hope because I definitely do the thing where I, I immediately wonder if I um, fell short, which is, I mm. can tell you, like, you know, intellectually, I understand that, no, people, it, it's not like a reflection of me Mm-mm. messing up or me not fulfilling a need or something. It's, it you know, maybe lack of compatibility or, or um, timing, whatever. No. Um, but I, you know, my gut instinct still is like, oh... That person that you are giving attention to now has something I don't have that I'm missing that I'm lacking. But to circle back to the end of our conversation, mm-hmm. we are, we understand as a as table stakes that we can't expect we can't like there are things other people are going to be able to provide that exactly. you cannot. That's why the <laughs> truth of it is the hard part. Yeah. It's like, oh, no, it's true. That person has something I'm lacking. That person's not me. But um, of course not. Why would I want to be someone else besides who I am too? Yeah. So I, I you know. I'll check the boxes I can with who I am attracted to. And if I don't check all of them, that only makes sense. But where, wherever, listeners, wherever you are personally with with this kind of subject, with um, uh, open relationships, with polyamory, with um, um, anything of that respect, mm-hmm. wherever your feelings are and whatever your comfort level is, mm-hmm. is valid and is your comfort level, yeah. uh, I would just urge everyone to not do what I used to do, which is like just because someone – does has a different you know relation does has a different comfort level doesn't there's no there's no moral judgment in that it's and there's no hierarchy of someone's better than the other or you know a better at relationships than the other because i don't i don't need my meet needs met by more than one person or like all this judgment that gets laid on it everyone is just built very differently right and people are just trying to construct their lives the best they can mm-hmm. and um, as long as everyone involved is consenting and happy and it brings you happiness um, go forward and just because someone is open to something that you're not open to doesn't mean they're not also perfectly happy doing what you want to do right so I don't know everyone just chill the fuck out <laughs> yeah basically <laughs> and uh, we'll give you a break to do that and we'll come back and uh, do some swiping and maybe we'll get some couples Woo-hoo. all right so these days life can feel a bit repetitive yeah um no matter how much i'm into somebody it can get monotonous but, well there is good news because Satisfier, the sponsor of this podcast, uh, just released a new app-enabled vibrator. Actually, several new app-enabled vibrators that allow you to spice things up. I heard that with the vibes, you can take control or give up control, whether with someone in the room or on the other side of the world. If you are alone right now, your sex life does not need to suffer. Satisfier's new line of app-enabled vibrators allow you to personalize your own programs. You can be more reflective, curious, and really tune in to your own personal pleasure. I mean... Wouldn't you want to connect with your partner's pleasure even when they're away? Yeah. yeah a distance often disconnects people, but Satisfier's new app actually utilizes distance as a way to heighten intimacy. With the Satisfier Connect app, you can control each other's pleasure devices and see each other's responses in real time. You know, the app is actually a great way to stay connected with your significant other. And that was really important to me during the pandemic. There were several people, you know, sex friends, that moved away and we stayed in touch through FaceTime. If I had had this app and these devices during that time... Oh. I can't imagine how much more fun we would have had. Mm. Satisfier's device 
devices are cutting edge and they're delivered in beautiful, high quality designs. And, you know, I made a rant about that, about how sometimes sex toys are like, you know, they're too, too candy and too, <laughs> too colorful and too glittery. No, not satisfiers. These are sexy. These are cutting edge, beautiful, high quality. And the best part is that they're at the most affordable prices. Also, Satisfier's new line of products is Bluetooth enabled to connect with their award winning app, the Satisfier Connect app. And it works with Android, Apple, and iWatch. So you, what you do with the app is you turn your phone into a live remote control for your pleasure device. You can control the speed and the vibration length. Mm. You can even make, like, custom creative sequences. Or you could put someone else in control of your device. No, that's what I'm talking about. Yeah, perfect for playing with someone at a distance, uh, a foreign love affair, uh, a boo on a trip, anything. The superintendent at the school. Absolutely. You can also call or chat with your partner through their app with disappearing messages. Now, I ask this probably once a day. Yeah. Can you fuck your favorite song? Yes. The music play feature allows you to connect to Apple Music or Spotify, and your connected device will respond to the beat of the music. Or, and I'm, I'm big on this or, mm-hmm. if your favorite song is actually the voice of your lover. Ooh. There's an ambient sound feature that's going to pick up on the vibe of their voice and turn that into vibration. And I am very much going to incorporate that into some long-distance roleplay. Oh, my God. Voices. Satisfier uses the highest privacy protection with their app. They do not save your data. Um, You don't even need your email address to sign in. Yeah, they use a strong bond technology that prevents anyone from tracking, exchanging data, or taking over your Bluetooth once your devices are bonded. That would suck. I mean, okay, but would it? Well, if someone's t- like, oh my God, hack my hack my vibrator. God, hack my vibrator? Uh, There's potential there, Satisfyer. Uh, I'm, I'm, listeners, you, can, you won't be able to because of their, their strong bond technology, but you, if you hacked my vibrator, I would, I don't think I'd be mad. Maybe we'll do a giveaway. <laughs> Here's the Bluetooth connection to my vibrator. I mean, how many times have you started your session with your pleasure device only to find that the battery was dead within minutes? M- many times. It's just the saddest thing in the world. But once you pair your Satisfier Connect app with your device, you'll always know what the battery life is. All right. Well, lucky for you, Satisfier is offering you, the listener, 30% off all of their app-enabled devices. All you have to do is go to Satisfier.com, and that's Satisfier with a Y. S-A-T-I-S-F-Y. ER.com, and we have a discount code DAT30, Dying Alone Together, D-A-T-30. Just enter that at checkout. Again, if you're looking for one of our favorite new devices, uh, you'll find it at Satisfier.com. But that's Satisfier, S-A-T-I-S-F-Y-E-R.com. And you can use the code DAT30, that's D-A-T-30, for 30% off, you guys. And what horrific... Behavior will we find on the apps today? How will we explore the the depth of my shallowness? Uh, what is our what is our app of uh, the app du jour? Okay, so we've gone through the top five that are in your dating uh, folder. Yeah. So we have to circle back to one of them. What was the most interesting, or what do I still have curiosity about? It's not going to be the two that I've used before. It's going to be from either OkCupid, Hinge, or Tinder. I think. Okay, Cupid was what we started with, but yeah. I'm still super curious about a lot of it. Like I don't. Yeah. Let's let's do that again. All right, so we're back in Okay, Cupid. Um, so, like for instance, like if you open my likes, mm-hmm. wow, fourteen hundred twenty-two. Right. So, 
some of them when they like you. So you see just everybody, everybody who likes you, you see. Mm-hmm. And so some people will have a like a little will send you a message with it. Okay, yeah, and that already is really interesting. To me. All right, so JJ's eyes have gone to the, the fourth person in my grid. We'll call him um, Keith. 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 Thirty nine Brooklyn, ninety one percent match. Ninety one percent match. What immediately got my attention is that there is like a bubble above his picture of the message he's sending, and the first word is genetically I can't. Is that's all I all I could see? So I'm really wondering what that is. And the full message is genetically I can't beard, but I'm pretty solid on the rest of it. So I have in my profile that mm-hmm. like like one of the things that I enjoy are beards. Oh, oh, he's thirty nine and he has such a smooth face. It does. Let's see his pictures he is if he is 39 he looks so young he looks 20s yeah i mean i would think he's like he could still be an undergrad he looks so young in all of these well i mean that's with the mask on oh he has tattoos which kind of ages him a little bit and there's a mustache maybe it's real it looks like he's in a costume party um okay he's got some uh personal style going on (laughs) <laughs> what? what what no i'm just i'm kind of a I, i'm i'm still taking him in i know there's a lot happening because it, it's like some he's yeah, in like a he, business suit and sometimes he's in tattoos at the gym and, and sometimes, sometimes his hair is a different color right he has a bunch of different facets of his personality there's a lot yeah there's a lot of what do we call him again keith. keith keith you got a lot going on yeah um and him matching friends and pictures and stuff which is cute but it you know what does it mean what does it mean yeah i Wearing a turquoise suit in the park. And all of the pictures are very, it's just all very different. Right. Each one is a very, uh, we gotta go through this profile. Okay, yeah, let's, let's read see. some stuff. So, and see six if we can one average build, he, uh, he, him. Very multiracial. Or oh. somewhat multiracial. Uh oh. <laughs> Welp, I'm back. <laughs> so, uh, someone, someone got out of a relationship. I'm a highly creative, crafty, handyman, jack-of-all-trades type that occasionally flowers in the nightlife. I'll fix your sink and your liner. Damn. That's cool. I'm looking for someone that compliments me but is also challenging the yin to my yang. Mm -hmm. And then that's what I actually, this is what I gasped at earlier. Jack was looking at the whelp on back and I was looking at this. Uh, He has his star chart. Leo, star, sun, Libra, moon, Taurus, nonsense. (laughs) Uh, Enneagram four subtype sexual. Oh, what does that word mean? Enneagram? Is that it's like some sort of personality type thing that I don't know. Okay, it's got a number and then a subtype. Yeah, let's do it. Let's let's figure out what an enneagram. Yeah, let's four look it up is. really quick. I'm sure people who know this who are listening to podcast now are like, as you guys, on, guys know by now, this is a full educational experience for me. Enneagram tests. Enneagram types. Yeah. What's it say? Oh wait, I have heard yes. I have heard this, so I forget which one I am. Um, Chelsea Handler did it uh, on a thing. Oh, cute. Um, oh, whoa. That looks really fun. Number four is the individualist. The sensitive, introspective type, expressive, dramatic, self-absorbed, and temperamental. Oh, wow. Type fours are self-aware, sensitive, and reserved. They are emotionally honest, creative, and personal, but can also be moody and self-conscious. Withholding themselves from others due to feeling vulnerable and defective, they can also feel disdain and exempt from ordinary ways of living. They typically have problems with melancholy, self-indulgence, and self-pity. <laughs> At their best, inspired and highly creative, they are able to renew themselves and transform their experiences. I think I might be a four. Um, yeah, that sounds, I mean, that sounds relatable to me too. Dream job designing album covers. Whoa. 
If I could eat only one food for the rest of the time, it would be, duh, pizza. The topping combinations are endless. The last show I binged was The Queen's Gambit. Uh, the most private thing I'm willing to admit, never seen The Phantom of the Paradise? Paradise? I don't know what that is. I don't is. know what that is. So I haven't seen it either. Private? How is that a private thing to admit either? I guess it's something that we all should have seen. Let me look up what that is. You should My message gosh. me if that's all you should you sh- that's all you just should oh nice <laughs> i'm terribly bored these days perhaps find me on the gram his name's uh, oh just uh, uh, his name's keith lol keith. uh so let's go to the gram all right let's see what keith quote unquote gram looks like followed by a lot of big nightlife people that i've worked with yeah so he said he flowers in nightlife just really unnecessary post of my experience he still doesn't look 39. I'm still kind of like baffled if that's true. I feel like, is it possible that's inaccurate? Creative consultant. Oh, what? What? Whoa. Graphic his... design. I feel impressed already by some of it. Yeah, I definitely have a talent boner. Mm-hmm. Like his, his website looks great. He knows, he, I wondered, he's probably super educated on it because it's working. He said his dream job was to design album covers. That's pretty specific. Yeah, and I could use that. <laughs> um, no, he seems cool. I'm just certainly going to follow. Yeah. Because at the very least, this is a creative person. Right, either network or... Ooh, we've got shirtless pictures. Did you see... Yep, very nice. He said average. That's like above average, I think. Yeah. Oh, no. Is he showing off that he's lost weight because he's... I think so. Oh, okay. Gotcha. Yeah. See, he... I still... Like, the 39 thing is still throwing me because he... Like, we're looking at his Instagram now and he has, like, such a young energy, too. And I'm very... I don't know. I'm. I'm happy I don't about know. It like this is someone that I don't know if I'm physically attracted to the person. Sure. But I'm definitely like very intrigued yeah. by the person. This person might be the most interesting, for sure. Like I would definitely want to. But it's always awkward when you're because I feel the same way. Like when a dating app. Like how do you like? I'm seeing this person and I'm like, this person's cool. Mm-hmm. I don't think. I don't think it's a match in terms of of that, but like, I wouldn't want to reach out and be like, "Hey, thanks for reaching out. I'd love to be friends." That feels like a diss, it, you know. Uh, like you're coming yeah. with a, you're coming with, let's go on a date, and I'm coming with, hmm, let's uh, talk about a movie, with right? Because you're saying I'm not sexually attracted to you, exactly, and I'm not right. uh, so far, right? Um, is it worth risking, like, because because I think of like, okay, well, what I want out of this is a friendship, and maybe that's not what they want, and mm-hmm. it's like. Is it worth me possibly getting a friendship that I would find valuable? Is it worth like hurting this person in the process or do I just let it go? Here's what I think. I say, you know what isn't risky is having a small conversation with someone. And if it doesn't go anywhere, that's fine. Mm-hmm. If you just dip your toes in and see what his vibe is as far as like kind of small talk. But if talk I first, respond yeah. at all, yeah, I think, and you can tell me if I'm wrong. Sure. I think what it does is it says... Yes, just by the act of responding. Yes, I'm interested too. Because most people mm-hmm. aren't like you, JJ, and oh. don't feel the need to respond to everybody. So usually if you're not interested, you don't say anything. Well, I feel like but how many people do you have a back and forth with and never meet, you know? like 400 a day. Right. So I don't think there's a lot of implication that we have to agree to anything. What do you feel about me like doing like the subtle Instagram like, not doing it on match. Yeah. But, like, liking a couple of their posts on Instagram and seeing if they like back. And then that communicates something. There. Yes, yes, yes. And then I can bring up, like, 
if it ever comes to a conversation, be like, actually, I found you because I saw you on Match. I think that's cool. And we've engaged on Instagram and not on Match, and so this, the, this, the table setting is yeah. different. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that feels appropriate. That that's feels, what we're going you know, to do. I like it. I like it. So do we see anybody else interesting in the likes? Do we want to go? Do we want to do some swiping? Um, um, oh, he's cute. That'd be fun. Okay, right. What's up? I said... Oh, he's cute. Who do you think I'm talking about? There's four people on the screen. Oh, okay. I'm going to say that guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Okay. I'm too I was going to make sure. Let's <laughs> play that again because sometimes you and I have very different opinions. We Let's do. See. Oh, do you, well, I'm guessing who you think is cute, yes. by the way. I'm like, okay, he's cute. That guy. No. No, really? Nope. Um, is it that guy? Yeah. Cool. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's kind of fun. <gasps> do you know him? Shock. We both know him. <gasps> Wait, do we know him? He was a cast member in history. Oh, that's been a minute ago. I have to remember. Yeah. Hey, old friend. <laughs> that goes to our... Um, there we go. Headshot on the profile. That's the headshot he auditioned with. Yeah, he's really handsome. He's I do very not, handsome. I think I was still in the zone of trying to like get to know a bunch of names all at once whenever I met him early on. So um, it, he, he had a one... You may not have even been on set that day. He had oh, okay. a one, one scene. Got it. In season two. He's um, vegan. Is that what does that ever tell you? Does well, that say anything? If someone's vegan, don't care. Whatever. Right. Okay, cool. It's yeah. your business. That's where I'm at too. It's more like regardless of your dietary, whether it's vegan, whether it's just like a gluten allergy or whatever. So mm-hmm. long as like it's not my responsibility to to handle your mm-hmm. like. I don't like if if you have a restrictive diet. I think it's. Like, I'm going to be conscientious, but I think it's your responsibility to be like, oh, let's go here, here, here. Gotcha. If there's like a million places you can't eat, yeah. like, I need, like, don't make me do okay. this. Okay, so do you generally not do family style stuff ever with no. people? Okay, gotcha. No. Gotcha, gotcha. No, no, no. Just, just don't, just, you know, like, don't, don't make me, don't, don't make me like make all these plans and be like, well, hey guys, I'm vegan. I can't, I can't eat this. Sure. Like, oh. Yeah. I think that like if you have a peanut allergy, right. you should be looking out for peanuts. Right. If you have a gluten allergy, look out for gluten. Like this yeah. is this is your don't make this my responsibility. I feel yeah. I just yeah. I'm a, I'm a, I uh, I think recently um I had a group of friends that want to go out to dinner and they told me, you know, who was coming. Yeah. Um and I was like, "Oh, wait, those people have dairy sensitivity. Are we sure we should go to a French place?" And they're like, mm, I'm going to let them know where we're going and they can decide. And they can make not. a decision. Yeah. yeah. And it's still like, but it's we're still all adults. A, right. But that still is such a, like a thing in my head. I'll always like try to like, I don't know, cultivate yeah. the situation. So I'm going to say yes to this guy because it's been a few years since we worked together. Right. I do think he. So he matched with you already. Is that what yes. that means? Okay. So he's. So he's, he, he knows who I am. Yeah. I'm sure. Yeah. Right. He, you, you look the same. I feel like as you did long, uh, four years ago when I met you. I would assume so. Yeah. Um. So I'm just going to say, yeah, and let him make the move and see what he says. Right. Yeah, who knows? Cool. Who knows? Who knows? Let's use uh, the other thing. Let's swipe a little. All right. So you can go so on Discover on OkCupid, and it's basically the exact same thing as... um, as Tinder or whatever? All of them. Yeah. You can swipe yes and no. Though, I have found, unless unless, um, uh, our audience can tell me, you can undo if you accidentally swipe oh. a wrong way on Tinder and Hinge. I don't know the undo on OkCupid. So I have many times I've done something like, no, no, no. Um, they're oh, gone. Oh, you lose them. Okay. Interesting. All right. Well, let's take a look. 
This so, person, what do we need? Oh, whoop, see? And you already did it. <laughs> I just tried to go through his photos, and then I swiped see, right on him. See, it's really, really de- delicate. I'm going to let you be it's the... It's so delicate. Well, that was a that was good because we swiped yes. Okay, that was a yes, right, so, so we yeah. could always undo it. Worst if, case if scenario, later. whatever. So this oh, person... Oh, tap on the sides of the photo to, to move the photo. Okay, got it, got it, got it. This person, he's been in my thing for a while because I can't really make a decision. Your on thing him. is in your inbox or your swipeability thingy? Yeah, I've seen that we've matched for a while because he wrote photo? me this message. Oh, okay. He visited Stonehenge and has a photo of him very far away. Hmm. It's pretty. It's pretty. I love your profile. I appreciate the fact that it's thoughtful, raw, and really honest. There's not enough of that these days, especially on sites like this. That's very sweet. Yeah, that's cool. That's observant. Uh, 42 lives in New Jersey. Um... Down-to-earth guy, doesn't take life too seriously most of the time, but can take life a little too seriously on occasion. That doesn't mean anything. (laughs) It means nothing. Oh, my God. Sense of humor, kindness, and cleverness are pluses. Honesty and reliability are musts. If misuse of the possessive S makes you want to break things and the proper use of semicolons turns you on, we've already hit it off without even knowing it. No. Voice actor by profession. Oh, wow. Congrats. That's a cool job. His best friend is his dog. Into it. You know, people <laughs> people list that as a huge red flag, and people hate that. Like, don't say your dog's not a person. Uh, yeah. He's better than most of you. Yeah. Yeah, I think I, I get that. Like, I, yeah. I, I mean, I get, I get, uh, I get kind of upholding your dog because I've, I've had pets and it is like, you know what? No matter what, this, this dog is going to be there when I need it. Oh, good. You're on my side of that. I am, I am, I am. No, 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 no. Yeah, because, JJ, I, you know, we've known each other a long time, and mm-hmm. I care for you a great deal, but if I were on the edge of a volcano holding you and Maxie... Oh, my God. See ya. <laughs> <laughs> Not even a question. Oh, my goodness, you guys. Uh, uh, I don't uh, know if I would go that far, Jack, if you're my dog and you... If Maxie was uh, well, that's 14 years old yeah. and oh. one year away from possible yeah. death yeah. and I'm holding him and you, still a dog. Oh, my God. Still a dog. All right. So we don't exactly agree. If Maxi is 22 years old, miraculously, <laughs> he is on, he has no legs left. It's just wheels. Oh, my God. And um, he is wheeled off of a cliff and I'm holding him and my mother. You're dog. like holding his life as hostage. Like he should be dead by then. He should. Yeah. He, like his expression on his face says, kill please, me. Please, please. Please end this. Oh my He's Lord. like nodding his head like you can let me go. It's That's time. And as I'm holding death. him and my own mother, him. Oh, okay. <laughs> well, we are... <laughs> Still learning so much about I'm Jack. sorry. I was just reading the prompts in my OKCupid okay profile. <laughs> there we go. That's good. Write that down. Write that down. Um, <laughs> Hope you like Ben Folds. Oh, no. I know. Singer-songwriter situation. No, it's just that we mentioned him before, but the, the college boyfriend that I don't count, oh. he was like super into Ben, ben Folds, Folds and I had bought him Ben Folds tickets uh. and he went with someone else. Oh, fuck. Okay, that sucks. I hate that. Dickhole. Um, most private thing I'm willing to admit, I'm an occasional paranormal investigator. Yup. It says yup after so, that sentence. Is that a, it's a voiceover thing maybe? Cause he's a voiceover actor. What does mean? What's the link? What do you mean? Like that's a, like, he's like, he, he does one of those shows. Oh, where he's like the voiceover person. And that's what he's. 
I don't know. Because voiceover actor, I feel like, doesn't mean like you're uh, like this is we're not voiceover acting right now. So I don't think he's um, no. To say you're an investigator doesn't mean you're playing an investigator. I think this is something he does aside from. I mean, possibly actor. Yeah. Unless he's being cute. I think it is cute. And I also appreciate it because I love that stuff. Like I love I'm super. So we didn't really fascinated. go through the pictures. No, the, let's the, look at him. I mean, I hate the opening line, but the rest of it is pretty great. The and he wrote a thoughtful message weak. to me. That picture is very cute. Oh, he's super handsome in that. Can I say yeah, one thing I flagged do. that I didn't like was Uh-oh. the grammar strictness. I get those people. I'm fine with those people. Ugh, it's so like it's just, I don't know, if, if communic- communicating... That's the first time I've ever heard you make that noise. <laughs> That's like my standard noise. Oh. <laughs> That's my orgasm noise. Oh, okay. There we go. <laughs> <laughs> we'll, we'll save that. It'll be a soundbite in the end. But, um, yeah, we'll call a segment that. <sighs> <sighs> it's, yeah, but just being strict about grammar and like... I'm fine with those people. I just find it boring. That's I mean, it. I'll what I'll do, because mm-hmm. I'm a piece of shit, is I will intentionally... Oh, yeah do it wrong to go. piss him off and then laugh oh cute that's my cool that's my love language and he's got okay so he's got like family um he's not getting this but yeah so there there's like a funny kind of meme on instagram mm-hmm. about like gays holding a cute dog and then as soon as they're done with the photo they put the dog down or holding like a cute baby and as yeah. soon as the, the photo this will get me dick right and then they th- hand me that baby right right, right. <laughs> like they w- i want to look cute and sensitive and nice and like they'll hold a baby and then put it down as soon as the photo's over this person has a picture of a child and i he also works or i think he works at an amazon fulfillment what's fulfillment what's what's that like about? a warehouse oh i see okay or at least has a sweatshirt from it. Gotcha. This guy is like a dude. Yeah. Like he's a he's a dude. Showcasing like that you're a family oriented person. Oh, he has a dog. That's the dog. Too. That's Scooter. I believe. Oh, sorry, I don't want to say the dog's name. Well, I, there are a lot of dogs named Scooter. <laughs> yeah. Um, but, um, I don't. Yeah. I I, I always think about that too because we talked about how dogs are good strategy because it's a good icebreaker or whatever. Yeah. But I do wonder after that meme if it's genuine sometimes. So let's go into eighty four eighty four percent match. Let's see the things we disagree on. Yeah. He is not kinky. Okay, he's not kinky. So that's that's probably not going to work. About how long do you want your next relationship to last? He wants the rest of his life. I want a few months to a year. So why did you put a few months to a year? Because I we... filled this out like a year ago. Oh, okay. So I could change that. Sure, I could sure, just sure. do that right now. Yeah. Um. Let's do that. I'm not willing to say rest of my life. Okay. Because who the fuck knows? Right. Um. He is a centrist. Oh. And I identify liberal left. He is a, oh, and this changed too. How frequently do you drink alcohol? Sometimes I'm often, but now I'm rarely. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, I got to go through some of these answers, I think. For me, I yeah, think we'll it's Yeah, we'll change our percentages. Could you live without the internet? No, yes. Do you look, f- do you or would you like to go hunting? He's a yes. Interesting. Yeah. Do you have a problem with authority? He's a no, I'm a yes. Mm-hmm. Do you like f- Loud concerts, he's a no on me, yes. Which words describe you better? His are... Oh, we're both intense, but he doesn't want me. Like, you can say, like, my partner should say... Oh, weird. He doesn't want me to say intense. God, this is, is like... Describe, or I don't want him to say intense. That's probably what it is. Super multi-layered, okay. How often do you use social media? He's a very active user. I'm a somewhat... Um, would you consider having open or poly relationship? How many relationship? questions are on this website? Oh, like, you can go forever. What the like, hell? Like, thousands and... Um, he watches sports. So this guy's he's a dude. He's a guy. Sure. He's a guy. He's a guy. He's a centrist. He wants to hunt and um he He, uh, he thinks about carbohydrates. And no kink. Um I don't think we're a match. Sure. I just don't think we're a match. Yeah, that's enough to, to decide, I think. 
that's a no. Sorry, buddy. Thank you for the f- nice note, though. Yeah. But would you feel like even if he wasn't a match because he wrote you that ni- nice note, would you feel the need to reply? Um, if this were you. So I think things that communicate uh, a no, but while still replying is just like a one word response. So I'd just say thank you. That's not that's two words. But I would, you know, that's it. That's so that is I I think that is meaner than not saying anything. I mean, someone writes, hey, I really yeah. love the honesty and the raw uh, the rawness in your profile. It's really beautiful. And it's yeah. so lucky to see you there. See there. That's a real debate. Thank you. Is the answer. Thank being, you. <laughs> the answer, like silence, is an answer too. If you ask a question and someone doesn't choose to respond to you, that's their answer. They're not gonna. They don't want to entertain your question. That's right. Um, silence is the best way to say go fuck yourself. Which I don't know. That is a route to take, and it's funny because culture has changed to where that is better etiquette now. I think it used to be ruder than it is now. Yeah. Sorry, okay, just next person. The bottom. Uh, I think we're. I think we're out of time. So oh, are we? We've just been, kidding. We've, we've been having such a blast. Yeah. Sifting through OK Cupid, but we've got to take a quick break because we're coming back with a special guest star. Uh, hey, can you hear me? Okay. Yeah, I just want to make sure that the the audio was working. Um, you know, sometimes these Zoom meetings. Yeah. Right. Um. So you're you're Doctor Horsecock. Yeah, no, thank you for doing this physical uh, remotely, you know, with the way things are right now. It's, uh, you know, it's nice to, to add a level of convenience to this and not have to, you know, go outside if I don't need to. So, um, yeah, no, I did. I did get the package you sent. Let me let me open it up right here. Oh, yeah. No, the, the this 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 ring, this sort of navy blue ring. Yeah, on the box, it says it's the the royal one. Yeah, no. Yeah, that, I have it. Mm-hmm. You want me to? You want me to put that where? Um, all right. Well, you're the doctor, so let me go ahead and do that. Oh, you need to see me put it on. Okay. Let me stand up and, and then show you. Okay. Oh, well, it just, it just sort of sent a pulse uh, through uh, me. Oh, you're doing that. You have control over that through through an app. Um, no, I mean, it, it did feel good. Well, what's the medical reason for this? Oh, that makes sense. That's completely plausible, and I, I believe it entirely. It is making things a little, you know, swollen down there, so uh, you need to see it? Okay, let me show you. Now, if you found that as stupid and hot as I do, you need to get the app-enabled devices from Satisfier. Satisfier, S-A-T-I-S-F-Y-E-R.com, and you can go and look up any of their new app-enabled devices that allow you to make your own appointments with your own Dr. Horsecock. Uh, if you use discount code DAT, dying alone together, DAT30, you can get 30% off any of the app-enabled products at checkout. So head on over there today, get yourself something to have some fun with, let us know on the Instagram um, the kind of fun you're having, um, and the DMs are always open for nudes. Thanks. Welcome back, everyone. So for our guest segment today, we have the creator of Thodacy.com, which lists every queer nightlife event in New York every night of the week and profiles all of the nightlife stars of the scene. Today, we have with us Mr. Jim Silvestri. Hi, Jim. Hello, everybody. How you doing? Good. Um, it would be nice if uh, you had an event I could go to, if you know, you could just end this pandemic for us. That would be lovely. Wouldn't that be amazing? I, I would love that. Unfortunately, uh, unless you want to come and 
watch me watch Gilmore Girls. Uh, that's really <laughs> the most exciting thing that's happening right now. Isn't that like a whole brand on YouTube now of like you can subscribe to channels where we watch people watch things? Yeah, you can monetize channels. that. Yeah, that sounds like something that we would have like that would have been like an SNL skit like 20 years ago. And now it's reality and it makes yeah. sense. Okay, your YouTube is Gilmore Gays, and you they watch you watch and react to Gilmore Girls. I think – I actually think that's going to – if that doesn't already exist, If it doesn't happen. already exist, which it very well might. I'm, I actually think yeah. people would – you'd make a lot of money, I think. It could work. It would just mostly be me saying, oh, my God, she's such an asshole. Why do people like – Which is like – that's like a – They talk so fast. They do, and that's like the conversation that everyone wants to have about it, but it's so fun to talk about. Well, the game that we have today is a little game we call Red Flags, uh, Flag for Flag. The idea is that we are each going to share a red flag that we we look for or we keep notice of in someone else's dating profile or app, and then um, we're actually going to reveal a red flag about ourselves that other people should be aware of, because if you can't flag yourself, how the hell are you going to flag anybody else? Can I get an amen? Amen. Thank you. Um, so, uh, Jim, I guess we should know from the top, like, uh, what's your dating situation? Are you single? Are you coupled? Are you looking? What's, what, what's, what's the world hold for you? Uh, I'm very single, very single at the moment. I kind of, um, stepped out of things for, for a while now. I was, I was in a, a brief relationship and it was fun and it was fine. But then like, I don't know, the figure stuff out and, and. And all that. And then, of course, the pandemic happened. And yeah. the idea of like meeting someone seems like absolutely appalling right now. Yeah, it, I think the pandemic gave everyone kind of a, a perfect license to kind of step away from some stuff and just, yeah. you know, figure things out. So are you back on the apps? I have abandoned the apps a long time ago. I, I'm like from that weird generation where like we didn't grow up with the apps. So I... I I I totally got on board with the apps in the beginning. I, I was kind of wary with them, and I just had so many like shitty experiences meeting the worst people, mm. dealing with all like that rudeness online first, and then going and and having these terribly bizarre encounters. I had some fun, I had some right. fun but all in all, I think I I just prefer like going out and, and seeing someone first and smelling them mm. and, and like all that. Cool. Being surprised. Yeah. See, Jim, that makes us probably more uh, similar. I uh, so kind of a little a lot of what we're talking about on this podcast is that I don't use the apps either. Um, And yeah, a little bit of why it's just kind of like it's not my cup of tea. I uh, uh, but Jim, will that change for you with the iPhone uh, 13, which I understand will allow you to smell people on the apps? (laughs) Yeah. I would have to consider that, but then I would have to I would have to take a bath too. <laughs> yeah, that could be dangerous. I, no, people are into that. Um, um, all right, so let's start with we'll let our guests go first. Jim, would you like to um, let people know a red flag that uh, you find in other people, or would you like to start uh, with yourself? I would very much like to start with other people. <laughs> let's hear it. What do you got? Okay, one thing that I would like to say, and I, I did research lists of red flags to see what applies to me. And a lot of those lists are straight, which I find are yep. very different from gay red flags. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Very different. But one thing that I think is universal that I've definitely experienced, somebody who refers to all of their exes as crazy or bad or like 
for some reason everyone they dated is horrible and crazy and mm-hmm. destroyed their lives. It's just yeah. something very wrong with that. Yeah. Well, we're not dating. <laughs> <laughs> But it makes sense. Yeah, to it's a, funny because we've played this game before, mm-hmm. and that was the red flag about myself yeah. that I claimed. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It, yeah, it's an indicator. I'm not saying that it can't be true that everyone that you dated is terrible because right. there's a lot of terrible people out there. But right, you know, but at some but point you have we, to like take a step back and say, hmm, why? Yeah, and and why? And why are and even if even if it is true, why are they constantly dating terrible people? Right. That itself says something about them. Yeah. Fool me once, shame on you. Fool me twice. Huh? Yes. <laughs> exactly. There's a reason why Taylor Swift wrote so many of these those songs. At some point she had to say, oh, is it is it about me? Maybe it's me. Maybe it's me. Is that the name of the album? That should be <laughs> the name of her next album. Maybe it's me. Maybe it's me. That's always a good question to ask, no matter who you are and what's going on. Uh, I I did have, even though I am this person who has dated some terrible people, um, or people who ended up not being great in the end or handling a breakup well, um, I, 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 the last guy, he was one of those where he had all these stories of like, um, you know, basically he only ever dated crazy people. That was his whole thing. And now I'm one of them. I'm one of the I'm I'm sure I'm in these stories of like and then the craziest one of them all was Jack. Um right. Uh which you know was kind of fair. But uh uh he uh I re- remember in his old apartment he would get up in the middle of the night to make sure his door was deadbolted because he was afraid someone would show up. Wow. Wow. That's paranoia. Yeah. So paranoia, sure. or maybe he's got some enemies. Yeah, or what has he done to people? <laughs> yeah, I have, yes, I, exactly. I have some ideas. In fairness, I do have to say though, like if you're in entertainment or nightlife or whatever, you're gonna know a lot of terrible people. There's like a lot of right. broken people in that world, and they all clash out. Yeah, guess other, so. guess what? It exists in uh, every 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 everywhere. Uh, uh, lawyers, no different. There are a lot of broken people who work at law firms. Um, so, JJ, what is your red flag uh, uh, that you see in others? Uh, so this is specific for me, and I yeah. definitely know it's not a red flag for everyone, and I get it why it's fine. But a red flag for me is people that do not listen to sad music ever, like never, never want to listen to sad music. Mm. I just, and it's, I mean, I know it's a me thing where I, I listen to sad music to feel better because I get to relate to somebody. And sometimes it just helps me kind of clarify the emotions and hear someone else's vocabulary and melody to kind of like set the mood. And I don't know, I'm also dramatic and I like to live in that moment a little bit. But whenever some, you know, if I encounter a person who's like, no, sad music, I don't like feeling sad. I don't like, you know, uh, entertaining sad songs. It's, you know, not for me. It, it, in my head, I don't understand. Like, I feel like we're not going to relate on enough. If that is like a baseline of like, of if taking in art. Yeah. It also makes me wonder, like, is it, is this person able to, like, is it tap, like, by hearing a sad song, does it tap into something, like, mm-hmm. that they, that they, they have problems processing? Or? Right. And I mean, I would definitely have sensitivity if there is a, uh, you know, if it, if it triggers something or sure. if, it's, if it's actually, like, rooted in some kind of history. Or, yeah. For sure. That's, that's, you know, the context will make a difference for sure. But mm-hmm. generally, if it's, you know, there's, like... 
I think when I'm the, the flag is toxic positivity, actually, mm. that's kind of like the behavior that I, I think it is, is whenever people think that, you know, the way to go through life is to kind of bury anything negative and not mm. confront it at all. And I think that's what I'm that's really what I'm clocking. Yeah. Yeah, I hear that. I, I mean, on the other hand, like I I would feel uncomfortable if someone's like, OK, I want you to listen to my sad song and then you have to sit and listen to the song. <laughs> I mean, right. It's, it's one thing to like whether or not you want that moment, but it's another thing to say, oh, I don't like sad music. I don't like anything that's going to make me feel or, or, you know, not be happy. That, that, that means that you're, you have a lot of darkness that you're hiding. Mm-hmm. Well, it's also, I, I think it, there are would, a lot of dead animals in your past. <laughs> maybe. That, yeah. <laughs> um, I think yes. it, it will maybe do the opposite effect to me. If someone says, oh, I'm too sensitive to like handle a sad movie or whatever. I get that more so, I think, because I go through phases where I can watch. I grew up watching a lot of dramas. Even as a child, I would watch like adult films about heartbreak or about loss or whatever. And I'm an adult now. And I just know that, you know, (laughs) thanks. I just know that, um, I, I don't know. Sometimes I'm, I'm feeling way too sensitive to kind of entertain it. Well, I have a certain rule. Like there are two things that I, either refuse to watch or if it comes up in the context of a broader like movie or story, I have to like turn my head or like, I, and it's um, any v- violence mm-hmm. uh, towards children. Oh yeah. Uh, and animals. Yeah. And, and it's like, I like, I will never watch or, or, or animal death. Yeah. It's the, I won't watch Marley and me. Yeah. Like, it's, it's not, not going to happen. It's just like too a, much, too much against innocence too. Yes. It's, it's against innocence, which is, it's just, it's kind of confronting the injustice of being alive. Yes. And the war, how about just spinning off of that? How about someone who like, like I'm someone who I can get teary Mm -hmm. at something and definitely feel feelings like watching a movie or listening to a song or whatever. I'm not like a basket case, but like I do get emotional. Mm -hmm. How about someone who like stone? How about people that laugh during horror movies? Well, that's, that's a defense mechanism. Okay. Okay. That's a like, I'm processing this by laughing. Yeah. Well, I think so. But that takes a little bit of self-awareness to kind of like make me feel better about it if they know it's a defense mechanism. If they don't and they're just like, I don't know, it just tickles or it's like it surprises me. No, 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 no. Like that, I've I've heard people be like, isn't it just funny to be shocked by how someone's head's, head gets ripped off or whatever? And I'm like, no, because I'm imagining what it's like to be in the story when I watch a movie. Mm. And they're definitely not. They're like not empathizing with it. They're watching it as like this movie's crazy. There are people kind of, that, that are just like very detached though from movies and music. Like right. they, they just they just see it all as like it's fake. Yeah. They, just, they, they don't follow through with the, the stories, they don't resonate with it. So yeah. like, I don't I don't know what exactly that means or what those people are, but right. there is that. That's true. That's shocking to me. That sounds fine. It's just not at all how I take in movies. And so it does it always freaks me out. I think there's a little bit of like, I don't know, a lack of empathy or something. But that's I might be too quick to judge. Yeah. No, I, I agree with you. Uh my red flag is something um also very specific to me and my my age and experience level in relationships, it is that at this point in my life, it is a red flag to date someone who has not been in a long-term relationship before. Okay. I am looking, hopefully, you know, I may be the, a person who who just, you know, for his entire life is in lengthy short-term relationships, just one after another. And if that's it and I'm happy, then that's fine. But I like to approach each thing as if, it could potentially be the big one and the last one and the final one. Okay. And to me, 
Um, uh, and I'll certainly date people before then and have fun and mm-hmm. whatever. But mm-hmm. like, if I'm getting, if I'm saying we're boyfriends, it's because I think like this has serious legs mm-hmm. and to, and I usually date people around my age. And so if you are a 38 year old man, who's like, you're my first relationship to me, that's like, I don't know what the chances are of this working because sure. you've not done this before and it's not what it's work. And it's, yeah, I kind of want someone who's got some, some battle scars and some experience. Okay. So it's a red flag for me to be a complete newbie, uh, to be my boyfriend. Sure. I'll fuck the hell out of you. Yeah. But boyfriend. That's, that's very reasonable. I think, I think it is. It's, I guess it's probably just going to speak to where I am in life, but I kind of, um, I have dated people who've never had boyfriends and are. But co- you're also 27. I'm 26. Six. But oh, I, sorry. But I was, sorry for. <laughs> sorry get for it right. Get it right. But um, I have uh, I've dated. I usually date older, by the way. But like uh, people closer to 40, maybe sometimes mm. I've um, I've encountered some people who have not had the label boyfriend or whatever, or you know, depending. There's there situations where they were in the closet for a long time and kind sure. of came out late. Um, another one is like. But but even that, like I understand yeah. that. I'm not saying they are. This is by no means right. saying that they are undateable. It's not a critique on the person. Not a critique on, on them. On it's your just compatibility. Like what I'm looking for, like for me, the person who just got out of the closet, mm-hmm. I'm not going to be their last one. Yes. I'm not. I'm just. A st- I'm going to be a step along the way because right. you've got some stuff to yeah, live through to and f- work and do. Right. And that's not who I want to be right now. Right. 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 For right, somebody right. else. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That's all it is. Right. It's, it's, when, when you're when you're in the role where you have to teach someone how to how mm-hmm. to do things, it's, it's, it right. can be very exhausting at a certain point. You know, like sometimes it's fun, but if right. you do that time after time after time, you yeah. like and usually I'm the one playing that role. I've never done this before. Oh, oh okay. Goodness. Does that feel good? <laughs> I'm trying. Emphasis on playing the role. <laughs> um, but also, <laughs> you've done this before. You've never done this before. This fit really easily. Yeah. And then also, <laughs> <laughs> surprise, surprise. <laughs> and it's also, it's also a power dynamic thing. Which is power dynamics within dating. It's the most, that is a, maybe I should save that for another red flag. But if there is like another power dynamic, then that's trouble. So, Jim, uh, if we can't flag ourselves, we can't flag other people. So what is a red flag that someone should know and, and clock about you? I'm very, very passive aggressive. I, I, I hate to admit that, but <laughs> it's true. And it's very, very obvious from like knowing me a- after an hour. And I like I try to rein it in and I try to like let things go and be honest. But I just like constantly find myself like a, like absorbing all these little things mm-hmm. that annoy me. And then I, I I just like file them in a cabinet and I'll lash out with them like, yeah. Uh, a month later and people are like what the hell are you talking about i don't remember that at all yeah i can relate that is something very uh i don't know that's very much a red flag that i have tattooed right on my phone well there you go and self-awareness is part of it too like if you know that about yourself and that that's you know a step ahead um and it's also relatable because if if there's a you know a path of least resistance that doesn't involve confrontation i want to take that route too so sometimes being passive aggressive is being like, can this please be enough for you to hear me out and know what I want or what I need right now? And I will Absolutely. fight you. <laughs> <laughs> and Jack hates it. There's also, it's exhausting to deal with someone who wants to fight all the time. So well, that's true. Yeah, yeah. So JJ. Yes. 
What should people know about you? Um, for me, my red flag that people should know about me is that I'm agreeable to the point that if It'll take us a little bit longer to figure out what we're going to have for dinner because I'm fine with everything. I do. I love eating everything. But what? Are you actually fine with everything? Uh Yeah. Because there's what's worse is if you're one of these where it's. Oh, I don't care. Whatever. Okay, let's get Thai. Mm. Oh, no. I don't really feel like Thai. No, 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 no. Okay, well, let's do Indian. Mm. I don't know. I don't really feel like Indian. Well, no. then you obviously have an opinion. No. And I need to know it. <laughs> no, 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 no. I um, I genuinely, I don't have any, like, hard lines on food. I like eating everything. And also what we do with the day. I'm a spontaneous person. I'm not a super hardcore planner. So it's just like, what do you want to do? I mean, I'm down for a lot of things. Let's narrow. Like, I need specific questions sometimes. Like, that just gets the train moving. Like, kind of like, what do you want to do outdoors today? Like, what's an outdoor act? Like, if if they have a little bit of rules, then that will help me take steps because I'm I'm indecisive and um, I'm agreeable. So, sorry about it. Jim, are you indecisive or do you have opinions about, have you dated an indecisive person? Um, I, I have problems with indecisive people, especially when it comes to, like, food or what you want to do in the next 20 minutes and somebody mm. can't make up their mind. That drives me insane. Especially, <laughs> I'm okay with someone who's like, I'll do whatever. But if someone like wants or is very picky and wants something very specific and you have to go, you know, miles and miles and yeah, never every mean. little item of every little thing before somebody <laughs> makes up their mind, that's rage. I, 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 I see that. I am... I've been straddling – so my nature is that I absolutely always know what I want to do in any moment in terms of – like it's maybe not – I'm not saying I always have the right choice, but like I make decisions quickly. Mm-hmm. And I'm just like, let's just do this or let's just do that. Like I would I would rather just not sit here and talk about what we're going to do for the next 20 minutes. Yeah, like, I know. But I have to warn people. I tell people that when I date and I say like, look, if I ask you what – you know, what do you want to do for X? Mm-hmm. And you say, whatever you want. Just understand, I have an answer. Yeah. So, like, we're not going to sit here. I'm like, okay, we're doing this. That and then is we're gone. preferable. So if they have an answer. I hate, well, it's, I've been in the situation where I'm on a date with someone that's also agreeable. And we're going to spend entirely, t- I get exhausted by it, too. Yeah. Like, I'm not, you know, I can observe the fact that it's annoying, yeah. even whenever I do it. But um, whenever it's two agreeable people that are, I don't know, what do you want to do? I don't know, what do you want to do? But I've, I've dated someone who brought that up. Uh, it was something he really hated. And yeah. It was a real criticism because he would say, well, we never do what I want to do. And I'm like, you don't tell me. You Well, and I'm asking. Yeah. And you're saying whatever I want. So, like, I'm sorry. You gave it up. Yeah. Like, and I, you know, well, I just don't always know. Well, then that you, Brenda, you got to work on that. Like, that's <laughs> not my problem. Yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, so a red flag about myself, mm. especially I guess this is probably within the last like two years. Uh, this wasn't always true about myself, which is that I do not socialize with people outside of uh, creative projects or work. Okay. I have no social life outside of that. This is a, a friend hang for mm-hmm. me. Um, that was a choice. Um, I spent so many years, not so many years, enough years living the like, cliche professional gay lifestyle of go make my money at the law firm and then we go to happy hour and then we plan our trip to Puerto Vallarta and then we go to get our share at Fire Island and then we go here and we take this cruise and I found it incredibly empty Mm -hmm. and the people that I would become friends with during all of that 
whenever I, my life just tends to have one crisis after another, whenever we would come to a crisis point, it was all like people who I thought were sort of like my friends. It always comes to a point of like, oh, oh, this is messy. We just drink together. Uh, oh, see you later. Yeah. Oh, and great. and it's happened so many times that I have just decided like I just don't engage in that anymore. Mm-hmm. And it becomes difficult because I've dated people who where it comes, you know, it gets to date three or date four. And they're like, um, oh, so do you want to who, who, you know, do you want to hang out with your friends sometime? And it's like, uh, you mean Max? You mean my dog? Like, I, I don't have oh, that to yeah. bring you to. And that's usually a milestone within a relationship. Yeah. Like, when do I get to meet the friends? Yeah. And I don't have that. I don't have. I know I have legacy friends of people who, like, I check in with, like, twice a year and we'll always be friends because we're so close from the past. And, like, we right. always care about each other. We're yeah. there in an emergency. Yeah. I've got those people. But I don't have, like, oh, not, like I'm going to bring you to movie night. Sure. I'm going to bring you, like, I can bring you to set. Yeah. That's when I hang out with my friends yeah. is when we're making something. There you go. But people don't like that. Unfortunately, that happens when you get older. You get less friends, and the friends that you do have are very involved with what you're involved with. You know, it's just yeah, that's just that's the nature of the beast. I yeah. guess. And I used to host, you know, drag race viewing parties and yeah. and uh, just parties and Christmas parties and this and that. And I just. I just don't choose to expend my energy on anything. No, yeah, it's good if you know that your energy is going to, you know, be wasted and it's people that are, you know, whenever people fail you in crisis moments and stuff, like I totally understand why that defines your decision in in yeah. investing in a relationship with somebody. How do you, how, Jim, how would you recommend, say I'm on a fourth date with somebody and they're, they're itching with the like, hey, you know, you know, maybe we should like, you know, you you should invite you invite me to brunch with your friends. Like no one would ever invite themselves, but it, it it's getting to that point where you feel like they want you to like bring you to like some social function with them to meet your friends. And now knowing what my situation is, how do I communicate it in a way that doesn't make it seem like I'm a serial killer? <laughs> <laughs> well, that's a good question. Uh, you're asking the wrong guy. But let's see. I mean. What you might want to say is, you know, I, I'm working on this project with so-and-so. Maybe you want to come out afterwards and, and when, when we go out for drinks, maybe you want to join us and you can meet us then when we're all still in this vibe. But yeah. I, I'd say, it's, you know, I, I don't keep the kind of hours where we, we can all go to brunch. You know, that's, that's not how my, my crowd rolls. It just doesn't work that way. Yeah. Go to brunch with his friends. Be, become there friends you. with his friends. Right. Oh, I, no, I will. Oh, I will never do that again. Oh, you don't want to be friends with your. I don't. Your be, I will be persons. friendly and kind yeah. and like. Oh, we like his boyfriend, but oh, uh, uh, I'm not interested. Like that's his friends, and those are the people that he needs to go and compl- when he's mad at me to go complain. Yeah. To about me, and they need to be his. That's, and I need to not think that they're mine. That's true. I. That's true. That's I've burned me too many times. I know. I've definitely been there where I would. I would see his friends at the bar that I, I wanted yeah. to be friends with yep. too. Like I saw his his nope. circle and how it worked. I'm like, that's great. I would I'd love kind of being included. And then I, after things hit the fan and then I see his friends, I feel so awkward. Yeah. It gets very incestuous though. After a while, it's like your friends are his friends. There's yeah. always crossover at some point. Right. And then people feel pressured to kind of like be available to, to, or like pick sides and stuff. And that's messy. Yep. Always is. Yeah. wrote a whole web series about it. So, uh, Jim, we, of course, can follow you on Thodacy.com, and thank you very much for joining us today. You're also Thodacy with the O as a zero, it looks like, on Instagram. Where else That's can right. we follow you? What else do you got going on? Um, are you are – you, are there any plans for um, uh, coming back to life after the pandemic? 
Hopefully. Uh, I was having a twice a month party at Rebar in Chelsea called Thought Mess. You performed at that once. It was a lot of fun. I did. Yes. Um, that's where we had like a, a drag queen per night and hopefully a musical guest as well. Um, I think that'll return there. Maybe it'll show up somewhere else if it doesn't return there. But obviously it's a very strange time now for music. Yeah. But getting getting less strange. Things are opening up again. Capacity is getting larger. Hours are getting longer. So uh, hopefully things will be back to normal. Who knows? Maybe That's right. people hear this. And you can follow uh, Thoughtacy.com and Thoughtacy on Instagram in order to keep track. As the nightlife comes back to life, Jim will definitely have for you uh, all of the parties, all of the events, and I'm sure we'll be back to normal or as normal as we're going to be by the fall. Thank you very much, Jim, for joining us today. Thank you for having me. This is a lot of fun. And we will be right back after this break to give you some love and light or pick a fight. We're back, everybody. Uh, as <laughs> We're back. <laughs> you. Uh, <laughs> well, thank you for uh, listening and thank you for making it this far. As you might already know, if you've uh, listened to a few episodes, we love to end with a little bit of love and light or by picking a fight. Jack, what are you going to do today? I'm actually going to do love and light. <gasps> Hold on. What the hell is going on? So we have talked about things on this uh, podcast, which probably let listeners understand that, that we kind of record these in batches. Mm-hmm. And so um, we have recorded a couple of these in a <laughs> row. And uh, it's really our first time, you know, getting this, getting the first couple of episodes together. Mm-hmm. And so I think it would just be appropriate in this moment to give love and light to J.J. Roseman. <gasps> no, he didn't tell I... me he was going to... I, <laughs> I, you know, we have known each other for four years, mm-hmm. uh, mostly in sort of a creative, collaborative uh, way. Mm-hmm. Uh, it started with you as uh, behind the scenes and extra work on a project, mm-hmm. ended up writing roles for you, ended up doing a movie together, mm-hmm. saw how talented you were also as a director and had you direct some things for me including some recent music videos you've been a drag queen and stuff yeah and when i thought about doing the podcast and wanting not wanting to do it on my own and wanting to have a a co-host and someone with a different perspective and a different energy you were the first person i thought of and i have to say just doing these first couple of episodes like You've really given me some incredible, like, aha moments and things that make me think differently about things. Whoa. I actually, I took a break to go walk Maxi, and I, like, changed some things in my dating profile because wow. I was like, oh, this would not be perceived by me this way, but this is perceived this way by you. And <laughs> I have to say, like, it just goes to the value of having people in your life who don't think the same way that you do about things. I'm not saying be friends with the Republicans. I can't do it. Um, <laughs> but uh, I just can't. Sorry. Uh, but, uh, you know, having people who who give contrary viewpoints and, and can do it in a way that is challenging but not adversarial and, like, mm. living and learning. And so uh, I'm giving my love and light to JJ for uh, being there with me in growth. Mm, my god i'm gonna receive it thank you uh oh my gosh i do like it does make me... are you are you ready to come yet <laughs> <laughs> no, no no keep going keep going right, come on. um well now i do want to talk about you you didn't tell me you were gonna no, do that no, i know don't. i know i shouldn't do, do what you had planned i will I, I had something else planned but uh whenever it comes up organically i'm gonna 
also share with people because it's nice for people to get to know what the backstory is a little bit too yeah. and have learned so much from you uh well maybe we'll do a flash uh, back episodes during sweeps Sure. Yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah. 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 We'll have, a, we'll have a, like a stunt celebrity guest star. We'll mm-hmm. do a flashback episode. Mm-hmm. We'll get um, 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 uh, Jennifer Aniston. Mm. Yeah. Okay. Good. 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 Sweeps. 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 We got this. So. Do you even know what that is? I you don't along. know what that I is. I played along. Y'all. You played, I played along. along. So, so oh, you're so young. <laughs> I don't know. So what it means. back when um, television shows used to have like strict like this is on at seven, this is on at yeah. eight, yeah, 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 and like this is on at this point during the year. Right. Um, Sweeps week was the last. It was either the last week or the week in which ratings were really determined. Um, for the networks of how many people are watching a show. Okay. So during the sweeps week, everyone would pull out the stunts. It would be like a oh. crossover episode between Full House and Family Matters oh, and get more people wow. viewing. Jennifer Aniston's coming in to do a, she's the mom oh, and blah, blah, I blah. And you would do this like stunt casting or like, you know, the the the, the episode, they go to Hawaii. Right, they, the you musical do episode. Something to get as many people to humanly watch as possible because right. the ratings were going to be tested at that point. And it was called sweeps week. Damn. The rating sweep. Uh, I don't know because I know ratings are taken. I probably got some of that wrong. Like, but I know it has to do with like getting the highest ratings, and I don't know if it was for advertisers or if it was for. If you know, right. uh, I don't feel like looking it up. If sure. you know, DM us. But yeah, so that's why I was saying we're gonna save the flashback episode of uh, the two of us for Sweeps Week. Okay. All right. So uh, all of you under the age of thirty who had no idea what that was, we're uh, learning. The more you learn, so I've talked enough. JJ. No. Okay. It's great. I'm learning. That's perfect. Um, love and light. I'm going <laughs> to... I just played along. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. I will, um, you know, I, I'm not ashamed. Whatever. Sometimes you got to do what you got to do. Um, I, okay. Love and light. Here's what I was going to pick before you, you, uh, definitely blew me out of the water. Ambush. <laughs> um, I, I was going to pick my bedroom actually, which is funny and a personal anecdote, but here I moved out of my parents' house in with a boyfriend and then I'm whenever we broke up, I moved to New York City and shared a bedroom with uh, a model, a female model, for five years in my first five years of New York City because it helped us save money and because our priorities weren't on bringing people home or dating or anything. We were just, well, I mean, like, we would still date and stuff, but we, you know, would would respect and only bring people to our bedrooms if the other person was out or whatever. But um, anyway, I have my own room. Uh, recently as of like September last year and I like invested in like spent money on a nice bed and good pillows from saving and uh, yeah I don't know I was just thinking about that and how much like I don't know privacy and um, just a space for you to to you know close the door and be entirely alone I think it's an introvert quality but I was putting up with kind of like you're nested Yes, you built your nest. I'm nesting for the first time in a minute, and I'm really excited about it. So, cool. yeah, if anyone has has you know, I don't know, recommendations on how to what what what, what makes a room even cozier? Because I'm still figuring out. If those walls could talk, oh, they'd say, why? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's also true. I'm in New York, so I'm trying to like be out of the house sometimes. So, if you have any suggestions on what JJ should put in his bedroom besides additional people, mm-hmm. uh, you can go ahead and DM us. Uh, maybe well, it's you. Maybe oh, you just opened a can of worms. Get ready for those DMs. And maybe it's not you. <laughs> <laughs> All right, and um, you guys, that it brings us to the very end of this episode of Dying Alone Together. Don't forget to leave us a rating, please, a high rating, preferably. Um, yeah, if you're going to leave a low rating, just just move on. Yeah, just, just don't. don't. We don't just need that. Just kind of like do something else instead, like anything else. Um, and and uh, <laughs> anything no, no. else. 
also uh, leave us a review too. talk to us. We love to uh, hear from people and we also love to figure out what we can do to kind of make this experience more fun for everybody uh, and, and also help us reach more listeners. Um, if you'd like to be featured on Dying Alone Together, just follow us on Instagram at at Dying Alone Podcast and DM us a story or, or an anecdote. We can litigate it. We can kind of discuss it if it's a controversy uh, or we can just uh, comment along and, and send some support, talk about dating etiquette, ask questions and rant about stuff. Just think, you could have like an illustrious drag queen like Sherry Vine um, uh, determine whether the, you're the asshole for, you know, stealthing someone during a hookup. Yeah, you could be just you like our You are the ben. asshole, by the way. <laughs> we won, Ben. We won. Um, and also, you can follow me at JJ Bozeman. And me at Jack Tracy Official on Instagram. Yep. Because da- Twitter's accessible and I'm not there. Yep. Bye, Twitter. Uh, Dying Alone Together is produced by Necessary Outlet Productions. You can find more content from Necessary Outlet at our YouTube, uh, youtube.com forward slash Necessary Outlet, and www.necessaryoutlet.com. Don't forget to like and subscribe. Thank you.